Let us pray. Be near us, Lord Jesus. We ask Thee to stay close by us forever. And love us, we pray. Bless all the dear children in Thy tender care. And fit us for heaven to live with Thee there. Amen. So we know all the major figures of the Christmas story. We love the story. We know the characters. We know the figure that gets the highest profile in the Christmas message, Jesus. Most clearly and most fittingly, it's Jesus. Also Mary and the archangel Gabriel and all the angels, and the shepherds that they proclaim the message to, and the sages that come following the star. Today we can bring attention to two who are prone to get overlooked. The first figure at risk for getting overlooked in the gracious mystery of Christmas is Joseph of Nazareth the carpenter there in the town north of all the action of Jerusalem. But Matthew's gospel helps us to keep from ignoring him. So let us start with him. After a long genealogy, as Matthew opens, a genealogy showing Jesus to be the son of David, the son of Abraham, we get to where our gospel this morning begins. The birth line is traced from Abraham through David all the way to Joseph. Thus, Matthew shows that the lineage of Jesus is firmly rooted in the history of Israel. This human line of figures connected with God by the message and the word. There's no concern in Matthew's telling of this story, no concern whatsoever about the biological connection of Joseph. It is apparently enough that Joseph is summoned by the angel of the Lord to be the legal father of Jesus. And this puts Jesus in the royal succession in the descent from David. Now, all the scriptures that we read today point to this issue of the son of David business. In Isaiah, we hear, we hear, Hear then, O house of David, the Lord himself will show you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and will be called Emmanuel, God with us. From Romans, Paul's writing, the gospel concerning his son, who was the descendant of David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord. So again, the lineage of David. And of course, we, we heard how an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and called Joseph son of David. So that's the, that's the emphasis 
here on all of this. And uh, so Joseph does figure prominently, mentions Mary the way Matthew tells the story, and moves straight to Joseph and Joseph's dream. And what are the prominent characteristics of the forgotten figure Joseph as Matthew tells the tale? It says, he is a righteous man, wanting to do what is right, but in the kindest, most compassionate way he can think of to do. It says that he is receptive to the word of the Lord. He takes the dream seriously, the dream where the angel appeared to him. He is receptive to the word. It says that that Joseph here is obedient and responsive. Quoting the gospel, When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, and he named the child Jesus. Remember, the angel had said, You are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The very name of Jesus, Yeshua, was commonly given to babies, related to the name also Joshua. And the very name means God saves or God heals. So when Jesus was named, there was some focus put on him as the liberator, the deliverer, the savior, the healer of the race. And as his life unfolded, we saw more and more how that was exactly the case. And now in your life, you see very poignantly how that is the case. Healer, savior of your very life. You know, we give a lot of emphasis to names. Uh, they, we pointed out the name Emmanuel, which is associated with the Messiah. God, who's way beyond, with us, very imminently. In the end of our hymn, we, uh, as we came in, we ended our hymn with uh, something about the name of God. Uh, his name shall stand forever. The ho- his holy name of love. But here in the story of Matthew, it's very important in the angel's message that he named this child Jesus. God heals. God saves. Oh, but I said that there were two forgotten figures, two that tend to be overlooked. So Joseph is one. And who is the other forgotten one in the Christmas mystery? Who's the second figure? The second figure is you. Christmas is full of all kinds of this, that, and the other thing. And sometimes we put the story out there and beyond us or way back behind us like something that happened so long ago. But isn't it true 
that when Christmas comes, it comes right in the middle of your life with all the realities of who you are. So, as we see the crush here, and we see these beautiful characters in the crush, we don't leave out Joseph. We notice him for having read Matthew's Gospel. But please, as you gaze upon any uh, crush scene, any live nativity, or any pageant in the church, put yourself as part of the crowd, for it is for you that all of it happened in the first place. God did not mean for you to be missing from the story. It is, in fact, your salvation that God secures when He sends the Word of God to be flesh. He takes in the entire universe, and very specifically, He takes hold of you. Your very humanity is redeemed by what is accomplished. When Joseph gives attention to the child Jesus and brings him up toward those saving acts of his Messiahship, the healing of people, the teaching of people, the dying for us all, the resurrection from the dead. All of this is for you. When we get round to this Thanksgiving of the table service, the meal that we will receive, I hope that you will pay attention to the preface of the day. When we get there to page 9 in our booklet and we start the great thanksgiving, we do it with these specific things in mind. We say that it is right, it is good, it is a joyful thing to give thanks to God the Creator. Why? Why? Why is it so right and good and joyful? It's right here. Because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death. You sent Him to make us heirs in Him of everlasting life. Heirs? Oh, so that when He shall come again with power and great triumph, a, a scary thing, a frightening thing, to judge the world, we may, without shame, without fear, rejoice to behold His appearing. See, we can pay attention to these little seasonal prefaces, and they can tell the salvation story for us over and over again, Sunday by Sunday. Well, I'm impressed with that. To make us heirs of him. It reminds me of when I once heard this man. I said, uh, you know, are you ready for Christmas? And boy, this is a, an incredible time of year. And he said, well, yeah, I guess so. You know, Christmas is really for the kids. And I thought, I thought well, he's not exactly Ebenezer Scrooge, but... Isn't he missing out on some of the fun with, with that attitude? 
But his answer stuck with me. And then it occurred to me as I heard some of the epistles read on Christmas Eve and some of the other language of our liturgy. I thought, you know, he's right. And I reappropriated his comment, Christmas is for the kids. And I thought, yes, it is. Because we have been adopted as daughters and sons of God by virtue of the saving work of Christ. And so you and I are children of God, just as surely as Joseph, even without Ancestry.com, even without 23andMe, was grafted into the connection of Jesus with the ancient line of Abraham and David, just like God did that. So God has connected you who were disconnected, unconnected to God. God has pulled you in to the family so that you intimately, personally, individually do enjoy forgiveness of your sins, promise of everlasting life, moving through the door into heaven, you have all the rights and privileges of the heirs with Christ in God. Christmas is for the kids. It's for you. It's for all of us. And so I hope that you do notice Joseph and how he figured in with his righteousness, with his responsiveness with his obedience to the story of God's saving work. And I hope that you do not forget him, and I hope that you place yourself in the thick of it, just as Joseph was in the thick of it. And I hope that you can sing yourself that prayer because of that intimate connection with God. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask Thee to stay close by me forever, and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in Thy tender care. And fit us for heaven to 